Okay, our first message this afternoon is from Mr. Kenneth Barton, and I will just refer you to the screen for the title. Ken? Even with your new glasses, you should be able to see that. <clears throat> and no, I did not take Latin in high school or college. Google is a wonderful resource. <clears throat> Condom not quad non intelligent. They condemn that they do not understand. <clears throat> Ephesians 6. 12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And also, uh, I don't, I'll just move right on into Luke 22, 36 and 37, when Jesus told his disciples, but now he that hath a purse, let him take it, and likewise his scrip. And he that hath no sword, let him sell his garment and buy one. This is right after he said, when I sent you out before, did you have it or have need of anything? I told you, don't take anything. That you would be protected. You would be taken care of. Did you need anything? No. Okay. Now, we're moving into a different area. For I say unto you that this that is written must yet be accomplished in me, and he was reckoned among the transgressors, for the things concerning me have an end. A lady that I know had, had talked about this scripture, his, her father is an old-time preacher, pastor, and uh, she told him one time, Jesus said, you can go naked as long as you get yourself a sword. And he said, I don't think so. And I told her, I don't think so. And she said, one of the last orders he gave him, go buy a sword. You've got to sell your clothes, go buy a sword. I said, no, he just had the cloak, the outer garment. But anyway. And then I didn't give this one. Uh, in Genesis 25, 34, covering a lot of ground here. Jacob gave Esau bread and pottage of lentils, and he did eat and drink, and arose up and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. I'm going to talk about some of our birthright. <clears throat> I want to arrest some, address some aspects of the war that is going on in our nation. That of what I see as traditionalists and le against leftists. Now you'll note I did not say liberals. I have come to understand they are most definitely not the same thing. Okay, I have things in common with liberals. I try really hard not to have anything in common with leftists. I think that everybody should be treated as much as is possible with respect and love. I believe Jesus meant it when he says in Matthew twenty-two thirty-nine. Love your neighbors as yourself. To me, that means everybody. We are to care for others and treat them with love. Jesus tells us this commandment is second only to the first. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. John 3.16 tells 
a lot. God so loved the world that he gave the only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Liberals are against hating someone or mistreating someone because of the color of their skin or the size of their bank book, as am I. I understand that. I know this is a very narrow focus, okay, but for me and for this message it works. <clears throat> Leftists, to my way of thinking, will act like that is their focus, but I feel they're lying. Leftists are wanting to treat everybody alike. They are. <clears throat> but only in having everybody serve the government, which owns everything. <clears throat> that means leftists are the enemies of our democratic republic. Just what, one might ask, has got me all stirred up about this? Well, it's that there are some people who have taken their masks off and have made it quite clear that their goal is to take everything away and then give back what little bit they think we need. <clears throat> that is socialism at best and communism at worst. People think that I and others like me are alarmist chicken littles running around shouting, the sky is falling, the sky is falling, great doom is coming, and there being absolutely no evidence of that. Except that there is great evidence of that. Again, in my opinion, it's just most people are too lazy to check it out, or they don't believe it. Or the, what they're, where they're at is not giving them all the information. And I'm sure some folks would say that same thing about me. <clears throat> that again, mainly in my mind, due to the fact that the American public has been deceived by erroneous teaching through years of being taught and through hiding of history. As you know, I'm very much a supporter of our Constitution and the Bill of Rights. Leftists are not. They are intent on making things like those disappear, along with any and all history about our nation as quickly as possible. Just the way Nazi Germany did, just the way Karl Marx did. That was his plan as communist took over the nations. Whoa, now, some of you might say, there's no need to start spewing all that kind of nonsense around, except that it's true. And it's very easy to find in this day and age I've got an iPad there, I've got an iPhone there, I've got a computer. If you can't get on Google, you're just not trying. <clears throat> Until history has been rewritten and the truths are deemed not convenient, will be erased and will be replaced. So I Googled five things Marx wanted to abolish besides private property. Number one, the family. Number two, individuality. Number three, eternal truths. Number four, nations. And number five, the past. If you want to see a little more in depth, do that. You'll get a lot of stuff that you can read and you can learn. You know how long it took me? Uh, I did a search on steps that Nazi Germany took to remove people and uh, people's guns and rights. It took me 0.68 seconds to find about 20 million results. <clears throat> I want to share some of what I found, but don't worry, I'm only going to go into one article. 
This is a copyright by one Stephen P. Halbrook, holds a PhD from Florida State University and Juris Doctorate from Georgetown University. According to the footnotes, Dr. Halbrook litigates constitutional law uh, issues in federal courts, including the Supreme Court of the United States. I want you to realize that our Second Amendment is only part of the battle. I really am talking about our civil rights. And there's a whole lot more than 10 of them now. Get it. Read it. All of those are at risk. <clears throat> this, the Bill of Rights does not give us a thing. It doesn't give us anything at all. It just enumerates things. And it limits government. <clears throat> I want you to realize that, the, uh, that there are enemies. And if they're successful in destroying our right to self-protection, which is part of that second, all the other rights can be destroyed at their will. They can just sit back and wait whenever they're ready. <clears throat> this is an article that was published by written by Mr. Hulbrook in uh, the Arizona Journal of International and Comparative Law, Nazi Firearms Law and the Disarming of the German Jews. It was published in that uh, journal, volume 17, number three, in the year 2000. There's a number 483-535. I don't know what that means, but I'll put it here. He places these quotes at the beginning of his article. Here's the first one. We are in danger of forgetting that the Bill of Rights reflects experience with police excesses. Our founders put that in there because they had just got through fighting a war to overcome this stuff. It is not only under Nazi rule that police excesses are inimical to freedom. Freedom, inimical, I'm getting to learn all kinds of words, means harmful. Again. It is easy to make light of insistence on scrupulous regard for the safeguards of civil liberties when invoked on behalf of the unworthy. It is too easy. History bears testimony that by such disregard, the rights of liberty are extinguished heedlessly at first, then stealthily, and then brazenly in the end. <clears throat> and that was from Justice Felix Frankfurter in Davis versus United States. This is in 1946. And here's a couple of examples. Beto O'Rourke in 2018 in a debate against Ted Cruz said this, if you purchase that AR-15, if you own it, keep it. Continue to use it respons responsibly if you own a gun, keep that gun. Nobody wants to take it from you. At least, I don't want to do that. Echoes the knowingly false statements made many times by Barack Obama, Nancy Pelosi, and others that if you like your doctor or insurance, you can keep it. Remember that false lie? Thankfully, sometimes people open their mouths and let us know what they're about. O'Rourke on September 12, 2019, I didn't watch it, some folks might have, and I know you've probably heard about this, stated this. 
Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15, your AK-47. We're not going to allow, that, allow it to be used against our fellow Americans anymore. You need to remember that in the instances he's referring to, and he's referring about some murders that were done, okay? They were done by criminals who illegally used firearms to murder people. That word illegal has huge meaning to it. They weren't allowed to do that. But they did it anyway. The last one in, in uh, Odessa Midland, the guy was not allowed legally to own a weapon, and of course he was not allowed to kill people. <clears throat> It is the intent of O'Rourke and other leftists to steal our rights using blatant crimes committed by horrid, horrid murderers as their reason. Does that make sense? How many, how many people are killed by drunk driving? Okay. We're going to stop you from driving because people are abusing that. So we need to stop you from driving. We're going to take away your seat belts. That way you'll drive more carefully. <laughs> if that was going to work, they'd have just put them in there, let people realize how well they work, and then let them go again, and people would have slowed down, right? <clears throat> anyway. <clears throat> Here's where they, were, they get their ins inspiration from. The most foolish mistake we could possibly make would be to allow our subject races to possess arms. History shows that all conquerors who have allowed their subject races to carry arms have prepared their own downfall by doing so. Anybody want to give a guess? Who? That's fine. Adolf Hitler. And that was taken from secret conversations that he had had. So breaking into a sentence by Dr. Halbrook, German firearm laws and hysteria created against Jewish firearm owners played a major role in laying the groundwork for the eradication of German Jewry in the Holocaust. Disarming political opponents was a categorical imperative of the Nazi regime. <clears throat> the Second Amendment to the United States Constitution declares a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. The, this right, which reflects the universal and historical power of the people in a republic to resist tyranny, guess what? Was not recognized in the German right. It was not in their constitution. We'll tell you what kind of rights you're going to have, and we'll tell you when you can have them, where you can use them, what kind of jumps you have to go through to get them, and then we can tell you we can take them back any time. <clears throat> I personally see uh, Dr. Holbrook points out that gun control laws are depicted as benign and historically progressive. That's all. Every time you hear the arguments for these common sense gun laws, 
which is code for garbage. It's, it's, it's to, to make everything nicer, to stop this crime. And because they, they get guns, so they commit crime. I'm pretty sure they were getting guns back before they even invented steel to make swords. Rocks, sticks, whatever. If I'm six foot seven and you're five foot three, I can pretty much tell you, give me whatever you got, or I'm going to mash you into a spot, and you do it. And it's, e it's, it's evil. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> and then someone, uh, I, uh, that he quotes in Adams versus Williams, if, but if watering down is the mode of the day, I would prefer to water down the Second Amendment rather than the Fourth Amendment. Get the guns out. And then, you know, if you want to do illegal siege and search and seizure, I always call that siege and searcher for some reason, that they won't have any guns. <clears throat> Personally, I don't want either one of them watered down. I have, in my opinion, a very strong reason why all pistols should not be barred. Because one person said, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't give the rest of this. There is no reason why all pistols should not be barred to everyone but the police. If you bar all the pistols, it would seriously impair people's rights and abilities to protect themselves against criminal acts. The very same reason why police carry pistols is the reason that people want to carry pistols. It's because sometime you might need it. <clears throat> Do the police carry them so that they can break the law, so that they can commit mass murders? No. They carry them because the criminals have them. Also, let me point out the Second Amendment doesn't name certain weapons because the point of the amendment is to place limits on our government the authority and power of the government, not those of our citizens, the United States citizens. We already have laws on the books about illegal acts. Murder's illegal, robbery's illegal, criminal assault and battery's already illegal. Self-defense is not, at least not yet. However, there are some places that require one to flee, if at all possible, rather than using self-defense. In, in uh, New, New York State, if there's a way at all that you could run away and got away, you had to do that before you could protect yourself. That stand your ground law that we have here, that's not there. Some people feel we've already lost the battles against these enemies. Some feel there's no reason to fight because we're too far gone. But, you know, society's going away. Everything's bad, everything's falling down. No. <clears throat> I'm not one of those. I do fear we may be getting way too close to that point, but I'm optimistic that the battle is not yet. You guys recall here recently several messages we've heard are about revival, repentance. repentance. If you repent, if you'll come back to God, the revival part takes care of itself. <clears throat> If God didn't think there was a reason for us to do that, he wouldn't be telling us to do that. 
I don't want to lose any rights. And to those who ask about the right to abortion, I consider that murder. Again, murder already illegal. The abortion mongers have done their best to brainwash people, but the veil is being lifted. According to a Time Magazine article by David Crary on September 18, 2019, the number and rate of abortions across the United States have plunged to their lowest levels since the procedure became legal nationwide in 1973, according to new figures released Wednesday. Here's one of the weird things. It was actually, that study was from the Guttmacher Institute, which is owned by Planned Parenthood. <clears throat> they, they claim that it's because we ha are having less babies. I'm going to take fewer numbers for whatever reason. I know people, I know laws are being passed to stop them. So you can make a difference. The people can make a difference. Letting what they think be known what they believe be known can make a difference. The right to free speech, the right to peacefully assemble, the right to redress problems with the government. If we have a problem with the way the government's doing, we have the right to go to them and bring that up. <clears throat> All of those are part of the First Amendment. You can see why they wanted to put that first, right? Because <laughs> they didn't, the, the, back when we were uh, British subjects, that didn't work out too well. So they wanted to put that out. But those rights that I've just noticed, just spoke about, have you noticed that they're under attack? <clears throat> If you don't believe it, try and have a conservative speaker give a message at a university. They had, had one, and I didn't necessarily agree with this person, a lot of things about this person, but was going to speak at TU. And ended up he didn't. Uh, because of all the hubbub, all the uproar. Oh, no. Oh, no. I mean, colleges now, universities have places where you can go have quiet time, safe, feel safe. You don't have to hear horrible things that you don't agree with. <clears throat> there are places where it is dangerous to wear the wrong clothes, and I'm not talking about gang colors. Again, we already know those are criminals. <clears throat> I'm talking about a Make America Great Again hat, a red hat with four words on it. There have been people severely beaten because of wearing that hat. And they're really, they're really bad, you know, those gang guys I was talking about. No, we're talking like 60-year-old We're talking about people, politicians that go out to dinner with their family and they're ab ab abused at the restaurant by people that come in. So you don't have the right to free speech in a lot of places. 
You don't have a, lot, a right to, to gather. A little bit at a time. And then they become more open and then they become aggressive. <clears throat> Our nation... Well, let me talk about one. The other, another thing that, that, that has caused me to think about this is the red flag laws. Okay. And there's some, some states uh, where it's been, I think it's Illinois that I'm thinking of. Uh, they changed it from just being a, a doctor or a family member to anybody okay. can say, that they think that that person is, is, is not quite right and might go off the edge and might go do something stupid with a gun. So they show up at their house and take them. And you know, one guy I saw talking about them said they don't come to have a tea party. <laughs> they don't come bearing gifts. You know, let's have some... some coffee and tea cakes or something and talk this over. No, they show up with the SWAT team. They burst in your door and they take everything you got. Okay. No warrant. You don't know about it until he's for boom and they're in your house. It's a horrible thing. They have taken away due process of law. They have taken away your right to be represented at any hearings because they have a hearing before they show up. It's just in private and you're not invited. Neither is any representation for you. So that is due process that you are no longer available, uh, availed with. Okay? So the rights are being taken away with. The reason they put the Second Amendment right after the first, I'm pretty sure, is because that protects the first, and it protects all the others. <clears throat> our Bill of Rights, our Constitution, is unique in the world because it's, and this is my understanding, if somebody can show me where I'm wrong, I will, I will get up here and mention it. Our Constitution and Bill of Rights is there to limit the powers of the government. It has one of the uh, amendments in there that actually states, I think it's an amendment, it could just be in the Constitution, that any rights that have not been given expressly in these other things to the government belong to the citizen. I think they call that a saving clause. <laughs> You know, anything that has not been expressly allocated to the government as a power they can exercise is a right to the citizen that is to be protected. So the next time you hear someone yelling about how citizen, rights of citizens need to be pared away, I want you to think about that. Be aware. Pay attention. Ask yourself, what do they stand to gain? If they, if they uh, take away your rights to worship as you see fit. You know, we're kind of the oddball group here. In a lot of, you know, Saturday's 
Most church lots are empty. <clears throat> Anti-Semitism is on the rise, very much so. Canada. If I were in Canada and I started speaking on homosexuality and the sins of homosexuality and the things that are wrong with it, what God says about it, I can go to prison. Because that's already settled law. There's a pastor that was sentenced. <clears throat> Some people think it's a lot nicer in Canada than here. I guess because they can't say things that are hateful or hurtful. I don't know. Anyway. What about if they decide that going to church on Saturdays is just not After all, the Catholic Church says it's got to be Sunday. Protestant churches were founded to protest Catholic Church. And they said, we're not going to listen to what the Pope says anymore. We're only going to listen to what God says. We're only going to use the Bible. Catholic Church will laugh at you and say, where does it say to worship on Sunday in the Bible? It does not say that anywhere. They will tell you the Catholics set up this tradition, and so if you go on a Sunday, or on a, yeah, on a Sunday, you are basically a Catholic because you're following Catholic tradition. I told a friend of mine that, and he got angry. <clears throat> so anyway, how does that help? If they take away your means of self-protection, how does that help us? And what does it do to help them? So who benefits if they take away your right? Of course, you always ask yourself, what difference at this point can it make? 